Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. It's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage Certified Practice Advisor with Law Firm Success Group, my friend and colleague, Stacey Riffert. Stacey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Alay. Well, I'm really excited to break down this uh, podcast episode with you. The podcast episode's name is Law Firm Growth with Sophie Alcorn. And Sophie touches on a number of really interesting things that I think Stacey uh, caters really well into your practice and the kinds of clients that you like to work with. So appreciate you joining us today. It's my pleasure. And attorney entrepreneurs, Sophie goes through so much in that episode that we're breaking down today that there's no way Stacey and I can cover it all. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a link to the full episode in the show notes. You can go through, listen to the full episode. I encourage you to do that because Sophie has a lot of good stuff that she touches on. But today, I think as we're getting started, Stacey, the thing I wanted to focus on was really her story of how she started her law firm. Uh, She's a mom with two kids getting a divorce. And then after her father passed on, she realized that she could actually restart her law practice Mm -hmm. to support her kids. So take us a little bit through the insights that came up for you as you you listened to her story. One of the, the key things that I loved hearing Sophie mention was that she was talking about how she grew her law firm and how she invested in ongoing behaviors that led to her growth. And so often I see business leaders looking for the silver bullet, right? The one thing that's going to fix their issue, the one tool or technology, the one strategy, the one marketing program, whatever that is. But the truth is that the consistency in doing the actions that lead to the results that you want is always the best approach. Focusing on doing the things that are giving you the highest value return for you and for your business and making that commitment to do those things every single day. So it it goes back to the power of habits or striving to be 1% better every day if you have heard of the incremental 1%, right? And so if you think about it, if you commit to doing these small changes, they don't feel so overwhelming, but you're, you're showing up consistently every single day and making improvements. And by the end of the year, right, you're exponentially better than where you started. And so I thought that was really powerful as she talked about the evolution of her business and how there was never just this one thing that helped her get from this place where she was going through this personal crisis to where she's built this thriving practice. It was just that consistency and showing up and doing the behavior every day that really led to her success. Excellent point. And I want to take us back to when she first started her firm, even where she got, you know, her seed Mm -hmm. money. And then she knew, you know, at that point she was a single mom. So she had a one-year-old and a four-year-old. So she's juggling kids. She's working at the same time. She's trying to get this firm growing and get it to profitability. That is a really, really challenging task. And Mm -hmm. she put a lot of, uh, she took a lot of risk in, in some ways when she started her firm. And so, Stacey, what were some of the things that you took away from that episode that gave her the power to do that and to push through? It was her overwhelming belief, I think, that she could do it. So starting with no cash, she invested her dad's life insurance money to make payroll. 
it was that pure belief that she could make the firm work that powered her engine to keep going, right? And so belief is a powerful thing. Henry Ford has a quote that says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And it just shows how powerful attitude is in determining your success or your failure. So here's why that's true, right? You take different actions based on the beliefs that you have and the stories that you're telling yourself. And those actions are what ultimately deliver you the results, whether those are good or bad. And so belief, I also think, is so powerful because it's infectious. If you believe so strongly with every fiber of your being that you can make your firm work, then you become somebody that others believe in, that others want to be around. You become magnetic and inspiring. And that brings in for you clients. It also brings in people who want to work with you, that want to be a part of what you're building. And so I think for her, that belief and that power of her positivity really was what helped get her going. And she maintains that to this day. I mean, when you talk to Sophie, uh, it just it just shines through and it's infectious. Let's talk a little bit about uh, attorneys who may not have that power of belief, positive belief just yet. Mm-hmm they're listening to that little voice inside their heads. It's pretty darn powerful because it's persistent. And it says, you can't do that. Oh, why would you want to do that? That's never going to work. They're, that's just not going to happen. That's unrealistic. Um, that's a scam. You know, all, that little voice inside your head. So tell me a little bit, Stacey, about how, uh, number one, what the impact of that is. And then number two, how attorneys can either stop listening to that voice inside their head as much or change it. That little voice, that imposter syndrome that shows up for all of us at some point. And so it can be powerful if you let it. So when that voice comes up, stop it right there, right? The the most powerful thing you can do is to recognize that it's showing up and and force yourself to pause, force yourself to ask, is that truth? Or is that a story that I'm, I'm letting myself tell myself and look for the evidence to support why you can do the things you think you can't. Um, and sometimes that voice is your fear. Sometimes that voice is you being uncomfortable But be courageous enough to push through, to try. That feeling of discomfort, that happens to all of us at different points. So remember that as you're working through a lot of these things, you just are trying to be better than where you were the day before. So many times the reason that I see that imposter syndrome show up is because we're trying to compare ourselves where we are today at the beginning or at, you know, early growth stages of our business to where somebody is towards the middle or the end of their career. And so you're watching somebody else's highlight reel as you're just getting started with the filming. And so the easiest way to turn that off is to um, one, stop yourself, but also continue to write down the things that you're succeeding at along the way. Make sure that you are taking time to celebrate how far you've come and to remind yourself of all of the hard things that you've already overcome in order to get to where you are today. That often can be a really powerful motivator for you as well. Yeah. I mean, come on. If you're listening to this, you've probably 
completed law school and passed the bar. Mm-hmm. And seriously, <laughs> building yeah. a successful law firm is easier than that. It just requires flexing different muscles and developing different skills, which anyone listening to this podcast can totally do. It's it's our belief, mine and Stacy's, that every attorney has the skills to build their perfect practice uh, or can build their perfect practice. They just have to develop the skills to do it. And all of those skills can be learned. They absolutely can be. And we know because we've, we've taught them <laughs> to many attorney entrepreneurs who at first didn't think that they could do this. And uh, as Stacy said, with the incremental wins, that belief started to develop and they started to say, you know what, maybe I can do this. And then it started becoming a, yeah, I can do this. And then they really built up some momentum and kept things going forward. So Stacy, those are some awesome insights. And I wanted to get back to one of the things that Sophie mentioned when she was starting her firm and actually continues, I think to this day, you know, she was juggling kids, juggling work, um, growing the firm. And so I asked her about work-life balance and she, she laughed and said, there is no balance. That's a myth. Stacy, what are your thoughts on that? It's a hundred percent true. I talk about how work-life balance is a myth all the time. There is no such thing as balance. There's juggling, there's adaptability, there's choices, there's finding ways to integrate your work and your life together so that they don't have to feel like they're separate entities. You're going to wear a variety of hats, or as I call them, your shoes, right? I'd rather talk about shoes than hats, but we wear a variety of shoes throughout the day as we manage all of the roles that, that you have, right? Maybe you're a parent or a spouse or friend, volunteer. Maybe you're part of a, an, a workout group or, and then you've got your job, your business. And in that, you're holding many different roles. You're, you're the attorney. Maybe you're the boss, right? And so balance is going to look different for each one of us. It's more about figuring out how you can make them work together. So there's going to be some times where your choices is home and there's going to be other days where your business needs a little bit more effort. It's finding that place that you don't have to feel so guilty all the time when you leave one thing to go start the other. Well said. And I guess that, that idea about shoes versus hats is, uh, is where we could say, (laughs) Hey, you know what? I haven't walked a mile in your shoes literally can come from. So that's a great point. And I like the idea of you know, choosing where to invest your time, whether it's you know, in, in family life or work or something else, you know, something different and taking some me time as well, because that has to be a factor too. One of the ways that Sophie was able to make this happen, because again, single mom um, starting this law firm, and this was you know, pre-pandemic, so working uh, from home wasn't really that much of a thing, um, although Sophie certainly did her fair share, and she even took her kids into the office and continues to do that. But she decided early on to invest in a team and invest specifically in administrative help as like one of the first things that she decided to do. And Stacey, I know for you, you're a big believer in building a team and leveraging the power of a team to drive growth for the firm, but also um, growth and freedom for the individual. So tell us a little bit about uh, that decision that Sophie made really early on, pre-profitable to invest in administrative help. Yeah, you can't do it all alone. Oftentimes I find that solo practitioners, like people who have just made this big leap to go start their own business, they're afraid to ask for help a lot of times because 
I don't know if it's a sign of weakness for them or they want to prove that they can do it their own or they're afraid of the outlay of cash in order to bring people in. But the truth is you can't do this alone. You're not an expert in all things. And so the quicker that you can bring in people to help you do the things that either you are not good at or that you shouldn't be spending your time on. So things that are not worth the hourly rate that you expect to make or that you charge your clients, right? Those type of things should be done by somebody else who is in a better position to be able to do that for you. So Stacey, I, I want to jump in there because I want to give you the classic response that I'm sure is going through uh, some of our listeners' minds right this moment, which is, well, how do I ensure that the quality will be what I expect? Because I don't want to hire somebody, invest time training them and have to still double check their work. I, it's faster if I just do it myself. How, how do you respond to that? In the short term, it's faster, right? But in the long term, you're not giving yourself the capacity to take on more. And so creating structure, creating process before you bring those people in is really, really important so that you're setting guidelines for people to work within on those specific tasks that you're going to give them responsibility for. And then, yes, you're going to spot check. You're going to answer questions. But that should be the occasional and not the everyday micromanaging of the business. And that happens when you have got really clear role accountabilities as well as checkpoints to make sure that you're still getting the level of quality that you're expecting. Yeah. And attorney entrepreneurs, if you're listening to this, if it sounds like it takes some effort, it does. As Stacy mm-hmm. says, this is a long-term play. This idea of bringing on administrative help um, or bringing on other attorneys or paralegals to help you out. And the number one mistake I see, and Stacy, please let me know what your experience has been. But the number mm-hmm. one mistake I see is that attorneys wait too long to hire somebody. And the reason that's a problem is because they're overwhelmed when they hire someone. And now on top of that, they have to train this person. <laughs> and it's really just nuts because they don't have the time to do all the work, much less also train somebody. Stacy, what's your experience been? That's 100% true. And so I can think about a client that I'm working with right now, and they want to bring somebody in to help them, but they have everything in their head right now, right? And so when the thought of trying to figure out what to even delegate feels really overwhelming. So the earlier on that you can create the process, right? Create some of that structure, the better off you're going to be, but also hiring before you feel quite ready. It's going to do two things, right? It's going to let them come in when you're a little bit slower, when you have a little bit more of that time that you talked about to be able to train and onboard and kind of work through the kinks, but it's also going to motivate you a little bit too. If you're not feeling like you're quite ready or you're not sure you know how to pay their their paycheck, it's going to force you to work a little bit harder on that business development side to make sure that you can you can cover paying that person that you're bringing in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely gives you a sense of urgency at that point. <laughs> and uh, Stacy and I, when we work with our clients, Law Firm Success Group, we have a rule called the 2010-5 rule that helps us figure out for you exactly when the time it is to hire. So you don't hire too late or too early. And we deploy that all the time with our clients. And so Stacy, for this client uh, type that is 
already overwhelmed and now they recognize because they're working with us that they have to hire somebody. How do we then help them free up the bandwidth, both mentally as well as just sheer hours in the day, to take that next step and to take everything from that's inside their heads and to start delegating that or getting some help with that? Yeah. So the first thing I do is we, we have to identify what are the, the low value things that they are doing that should be done by somebody else, because that's where I want to start. If we're at a point where we're overwhelmed and there's, there's no structure and everything's in our head, we've got to get at least some of it out so that we can start to bring somebody in. So we're going to take a handful of, of really key processes that we want to get out off of our uh, attorney entrepreneurs plates. And we've got to we've got to start to create the process for that. So we can either um, do that together, or we can outsource that work so that somebody else is doing that heavy lifting for us. Then we, all we need to do is then take that back, verify it, and then be able to implement. So that's really the first place that I would look. Is we've got to do the identification, and then we've got to do the process because you you can't bring somebody in if you don't know what you need them to help you with. So Stacey, as we're wrapping this up, uh, concluding thoughts with regards mm-hmm. to the episode with Sophie Alcorn. So I, I think there's a lot of great nuggets in there. If you haven't listened to the episode, I encourage you to do that. But one of the key things that she closes with is thinking about your constraints, right? Where are you now? Where do you want to be? And what's holding you back? Well said. Stacey, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today and really breaking this episode down. And again, encourage all of you to listen to it. It's called Law Firm Growth with Sophie Alcorn. We didn't have time today to dig into marketing or building her perfect practice or investing to grow or critical constraints. So check out the episode. It's well worth your time. Stacey, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Eli. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.